Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Next Up Podcast. I am your host, Nathan, joined as always by Caleb. And today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to go ahead and make a prediction on what the NBA playoffs will look like if the uh, coronavirus pandemic did not happen. And if it if it didn't happen, we'd be in the playoffs right now. And Caleb made a, a little little bracket for us, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and let him break down that bracket for us. And uh, we're gonna go ahead and probably you know give our debates about it and what we think about them brackets. So, Caleb, go ahead and take it away. Um, before we jump into the whole NBA playoffs, um, I just wanted to recap, you know, what the 2019 and 2020 season uh, held for us this year. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like it was a it was a big change in the league. We had you know a lot of stars go to different teams. And uh, the whole super team that they kind of broke up this year, I think we're going to see a more competitive NBA this year and the following yes. years that we have. And the playoffs are going to be really fun. Uh, it's definitely a heartbreaker that, you know, this whole coronavirus that happened. Hope I'm with staying safe. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we are definitely. really missing the NBA playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, me personally, I think the NBA season was way more exciting to watch. I mean... I've never actually, like, I mean, I've always watched NBA games occasionally, but I've never, like, actually been excited to tune into regular season game. Like, when the Lakers and Clippers faced off, I would love to watch that every time. Yeah, I mean, like, they were actually good to watch because every team feels, I'm not, not every team, but every competing team feels balanced. There's not, like, three superstars. It's all, like, for example... You know, in the Easter Conference, you, I mean, you just got Giannis. I mean, freaking nature by himself. You got the Raptors, who were just all around, good chemistry, got good flow going. You got the Celtics with Tatum and Kemba. You got the Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler and all the young guys he got there. And, I mean, that's in the Eastern Conference. In the Western Conference, obviously, where the biggest changes were. You got LeBron and AD, dynamic duo. Paul George and Kawhi, another dynamic duo. You got the Nuggets, who are just all around good. Jazz, got Donovan Mitchell, got Mike Conley up there with Rudy Gobert. I mean, you know, got the, then the Thunder. I mean, that team, we didn't expect them to be good, but Chris Paul made a bounce back. He's leading them. The Rockets with Westbrook and Harden. I mean, it's just, it, the NBA feels more balanced, and it feels like every game against like you know a one and a four seed actually is going to be competitive it's not going to be a blowout yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and uh jump in here um the favorites we're gonna talk about the favorites going into the nba playoffs if the season ended and we're in the playoffs now all right obviously in the west we're gonna have our favorites la and the both LA teams, with the Lakers and Clippers, both yeah. teams, you know. I mean, obviously. New stars flocked to these teams, and they really succeeded this year. In the East, we got Milwaukee and Toronto. Now, Milwaukee, we all know, they they went to the playoffs the past couple years, had done great, been to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, but ended up losing to the Raptors. Jan Santanacumbo, definitely, he's... He's going to be the torch passed by LeBron. I mean, this is a this is a freak of nature guy. He's dominating the Eastern Conference. But the big question this year is, can he get to the finals? Now with the Raptors, obviously losing Kawhi is a big deal for them. 
but the way they played this year really turned heads. You know, people were thinking, okay, this team is not going to be more than a five or six seed in the playoffs. You know, semifinals maybe, and then that would be it for them, like they usually were. Yeah, I mean, but the I way don't they think... played this year, I mean, ending up a second seed. I yeah, mean, I mean, if you told me that after the choir that they go forty six and eighteen, I'd probably laugh at you. But Nick Nurse has showed that he he is a great coach. It he knows how to run that running. team. He knows how to run that team, man. He, he does, and you know they have chemistry. I mean, Kawhi, not Kawhi, Kyle Lowry with that veteran guard. You know, Pascal Siakam definitely has been the the big part of this Toronto team. Mm-hmm. He just kind of came up out of nowhere. We saw that in the playoffs last year how he developed and he's developed into a bigger star now yeah now let's talk about our sleeper teams keep an eye on this number on the thunder team yeah talk about coming out of nowhere russell westbrook gone paul george gone chris paul i mean yeah i mean chris paul like the starting five i believe was like chris paul um i think gilgis alexander was kind of in there um, as well. I mean, it it was a very young team being led by Chris Paul, and I didn't really think they'd go 40 and 24 and be a fifth seed, and they did, and that's that's a big shocker right there. We all know Chris Paul's leadership, his being able, he's able to pass, and I think that's definitely been a big tribute. But no, I mean, really, nobody really thought the Thunder were going to make the playoffs this year. They don't yeah. really have a real superstar. I mean, Chris Paul is way out of his prime. Yeah, he's proven so us wrong. Is a, this is a big shot. Yeah, he's proven us wrong. Our next sleeper team, I would like to say, is the number three seeded Nuggets. Now they are the number three seed, pretty high up there. But the Nuggets really don't really get the credit they they really deserve every year. Yeah. With uh, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic down there, and I feel like this could possibly be a year they 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 can make a, a final run finals run. Now my little spoiler here: I do not have them going to the finals in, in my bracket, but mm-hmm. I feel like they can they still can. That's why I have them as one of my sleeper teams. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, it's a it, even though they're always been good, they've always been slept on because they don't really have. I mean, you know, they do got Jokic and stuff, but they don't have any huge name players that everyone knows. So, but the Nuggets are just, they're the depth they have. I mean, they're just, they're just really deep, man. I mean, they just got players at every position that could step up and replace starters, like, easily. Now, I have my sleeper teams. I have Miami and Boston. Now, I'm going to start off with Miami. Miami has made some big changes in their roster in the past couple of years. You know, the D-Wade era is now officially over after he retired that season. Mm-hmm. And now they have Jimmy Butler. And he's made a big turnaround in Miami. Miami's now a playoff team, the number four seed. They'll go, they would go up against Indiana if they were playing right now. And Jimmy Butler is a scorer. We all know he's a, cert- a scorer. But this is really going to test his leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, not very many stars around him like he had in Philadelphia. So now this this is definitely, or even in um in Minnesota. I mean, he had Cat, yeah, he had Andrew Wiggins. 
But really here, Miami doesn't have a lot. But this is his chance because he's in a weak Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. He has a chance to lead this Miami team to greatness. I mean, like, me personally, this is Jim. This is what Jimmy needed. He's always wanted to be able to be that guy that can just lead He a wanted team. his own team. He yeah. kind of like Kyrie with the Cavs. I mean, but he fits Pat Riley's play style. Pat Riley loves guys who are just gritty, you know, a really like, I don't care what your feelings are, attitude, I'm here to win. And Jimmy Butler fits that personality that Pat Riley has. And I just think that Pat Riley really built a team that, I mean, yes, on paper, it don't look appealing. But then when you look at stats and just how they play together, I mean, even though they're young, that's a... They're getting pretty scary as in the future. And my other sleeping team is the Boston Celtics at the three seed. The Boston Celtics really, I don't think, get a lot of a lot of recognition, even though you know, they have Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker this year, and they've actually played very well. But towards the end of the season, you know, they kind of slacked off. They end up in the three seed behind Toronto. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought Boston was going to be this three seed. Everyone thought they were going to be the two seed behind Milwaukee, maybe even the first seed. Now the biggest thing is, can they put this talent together and make a finals run? You know, obviously they got to go past the big giant Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. The Bucks. After losing to them in the semifinals last year, are they going to be able to bounce and make this final run? I mean, yeah, man. I mean, that Celtics team... Because right now, currently, they're on the other side of the bracket. Yeah. From Milwaukee. So, if they do play them, it would be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. But they got to make it there first. They got to be able to band together and make it there first. I mean, Celtics, you know. it. See, what I noticed is that when Kemba went down with his injury, Jason Tatum broke out. I mean, he was just dropping career highs in every category. And he was just going off. And I mean, don't get me wrong, Kemba's a great, great guy to have on your team. But I don't know. And it was the same way when Kyrie got hurt. When Kyrie got hurt, Jason Jason Tatum popped off. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking they need to make it so Jason Tatum is the primary scorer and he's the leader of this team. Kemba Walker is really good, and he should be. But now he should he's be the leader. Fall into that role player position. Not a role player, but he just needs to be. He needs to be the secondary option. Yeah. He needs to be the second option to Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum, I mean, certified bucket. I mean, that man, he, he just goes out there and he scores and he gives defenses problem. And Kemba does the same, but what I've noticed is like it feels like t- a lot of shots and stuff are not given to Tatum when Kemba's on the floor and that's just because there's you know just two guys that are just scorers so now here we go I'm going to go ahead and jump right into the playoffs now starting in the west we had the number one seeded Los Angeles Lakers against the number eight seeded Memphis Grizzlies I had the Lakers moving on after a 4-2 series I feel like you know the Memphis Grizzlies you know, they haven't been a real playoff contender here, and they finally come back to the playoffs a little bit stronger. Even though they're at the eighth seed, they're a little bit stronger now with you know, rookie John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. playing together well, but I just really don't see them 
taking down the powerhouse Lakers in this round. I do have them though, winning two games, though. I feel like this team is good mm-hmm. enough to beat the Lakers twice, but they can't compete for them in a seven-game series. Nah, I don't. I mean, that one right there, I got to admit, I think Lakers want to sweep. I think that's a sweep. The Grizzlies are just too young. I yeah, don't... not not a really good playoff fight. They're not. They haven't. They're not ready for it yet. I yeah, say. but I do agree with the Lakers winning the series. But I think they'd get a sweep. I don't think it'd be four two. All right, let's move right on down. We got the number four seeded Utah Jazz versus the number five Oklahoma City Thunder. I have this series. I have the Jazz actually winning the series, but it goes in seven. Mm, okay. Both sides. I feel like the Thunder will take it to seven because of the fight they have in them. You know being doubted all season long they end up in the five seed but i think at the end talent is going to win in this round because because rudy gobert and donovan mitchell i feel like those guys you know they've been defeated in these playoffs a couple times now i think they're ready to make that run and i just really don't think the thunder can really compete with them in seven games i mean i think i mean i do i also agree i think the jazz would win that series i mean i think it'd be like six games though. i don't know about a game seven because, yes, I mean, OKC has that fight in them, but they're still, I mean, other than Chris Paul, everyone on that team is young. So I think I think it'll go to six games, but I do believe at the end of the day, talent will just weigh out and Donovan Mitchell will just go off and the Jazz will win that series. <laughs> yeah, a little side trick. I kind of do feel bad for Chris Paul. You know, he's, he's played his part out his whole career, but it just feels like he doesn't have the team to to get a championship i feel bad because i feel like he deserves a ring but he hasn't had the yeah. team that's bonded together and made the championship run yeah i mean like and it's not really his fault like don't get me wrong in la with him blake griffin deandre jordan that was a good team but the problem is that the nba was transitioning transitioning to a shooting game and they weren't shooters and at the time blake griffin couldn't shoot deandre jordan he's i mean he still can't shoot and Chris Paul was just really a playmaker at best. So, and they were all in their primes, and it was—it's just really sad to see that Chris Paul cannot. I just don't think he'll ever win a championship. They—they they were a good team. They were just in the wrong era. Yeah. Like if they were in the earlier two thousands, they probably would have won two championships. But now it's a guard-dominated league. So now we're gonna go down to the number three seeded Denver Nuggets versus the number six Houston Rockets. I have the Denver Nuggets winning 4-1. Okay. I really don't see Houston getting out of this first round and barely getting that one win because, because you know, Russell Westbrook and James Harden, that guy be able to muster one win. But they don't have any big men, Devin. You know, yeah, no one's going to be able to stop Nicole Jokic. He's going to go off. Jamal Murray's playing at his all-time best now. He's really starting to butt into a star. I, the Nuggets, the Nuggets are gonna pull away with this one. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm surprised that the Rockets are a six seed. I mean, I like what they were trying to do with the small ball thing, but it by the time you get to the playoffs, at the end of the day, I don't think it's gonna work. I mean, they they could prove people wrong, but me personally, I agree four one. I think they'll be able to get one game out. Me personally, I think Rockets could take game one. But after that, Nuggets are going to know what to do, and then they're just going to just going to win all four. So I do agree with that four-one Nuggets. All right, so I'm going to go down to our final game of the first round, 
semifinal series. It is the number two seeded LA Clippers versus the number seven Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. I have the Clippers winning 4-2. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, you know, have come a long way since the end of the Dirk Nowitzki era. And now they have to... Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. Luka Doncic still is a young player, only in his second year. And Kristaps Porzingis is still shady on his healthy side. You know, he, he played very well here in 2019 after tearing his ACL in 2020. But I just don't see them really competing well with the Clippers. I feel like they'll get two wins, but I, I really just don't see this game going past five or six games. Yeah, I mean, if Porzingis was 100%, it'd be a different story. Yeah. But Porzingis ain't going to be 100% until next year, probably. And and they still need to get some more depth. Yeah, because that bench, I mean, other than, like, a few guys, it's kind of just dry. I mean, they just need... And they, and they need a guard. You know, Luka Doncic can, is so, sort of giving that LeBron similar type here where he can, he can play the guard spot if he really needs to, or sort of like Ben Simmons. But I think they just they really need a guard and let Luka Doncic be a scorer. Yeah, they need they need a playmaker, and I do All agree. Right. And I do agree with that four two. I mean, I think Mavericks could get two games out of them, but at the at the end of the day, Clippers are going to win. All right, so now we're in the Western Conference. Let's go on to the second round. The Lakers going against the Utah Jazz. I had the Lakers winning four one here. The the Lakers are just obviously the better team here. Mm-hmm. You know, the Jazz. You know, having. I feel like they're going to struggle against the Thunder just a little bit, and then it's just going to—they're going to be tired out. And the Lakers are just going to final dominate them. I have been dominating them. I have been winning four-one and moving on to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that as well. I mean, I think the Jazz will be able to slip in a game, um, just because. I mean, there's no way Donovan Mitchell is going to be locked down all of them games. He's going to go off eventually, so I think he, you know, probably win game two. But after that, Lakers will probably just run away with it. Now, some people, people are probably going to have a problem with this, you know, why do you have the Lakers being so dominant? Because they have LeBron James, man. LeBron James is not a loser. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, in the playoff, you know, everybody knows playoff LeBron James is a different animal to face. Yeah. I mean, but you got to look at the Lakers. They have chemistry. I mean, they may not have the most talented bench, but that bench has so much chemistry with the starters that it's fine. I mean, like, look at the starting five. You got um, Rondo at the one, Danny Green at the two, Braun at the small forward. Then you got, uh, they usually switch out between Kuzma and another center, but they usually have 80 at power forward or center. And then they have either Dwight or Kuzma starting at power forward. So, I mean, they all—they already got the deaf in the big man department. So that's already good enough. And, I mean, their bench. I mean, they got the most electrifying player, Alex Caruso. Every time the man makes a play, I that team, they get, a, they get more energy. Like, they're ready to go. I mean, they got JaVale McGee. They got... Like I said, Dwight Howard, I mean, talk about a comeback player of the year nominee. I mean, he really bounced back his career. And they have two top five players on the same team. Yeah, I mean... Anthony Davis is not what he used to be where he was paint dominant. I mean, Anthony Davis can now shoot. He can play the mid-range game. He can 
still play in the post. I mean, Anthony Davis can pretty much. And Anthony Davis, like, you could just throw it up there, and he's going to catch the lob. Like, you can't stop it. And me personally, they just they just have what it takes. They got the depth. They got the chemistry. They got the chemistry. And that's what you need to make a championship. And obviously, they got LeBron and AD. So we're going to go ahead and jump to the other second round game with the Denver Nuggets against the Los Angeles Clippers. This, I feel, is going to be a really good matchup. And I have the Clippers winning 4-3 to to play the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Now, with Denver matching up against the Clippers, I feel like this is going to be a a, a dogfight. But I have the Clippers winning out because, you know, Kawhi Leonard, another player where he's a different animal in the playoffs. And Paul George, and Paul George, you know, known is known to choke a little bit in the playoffs. But, you know, if Paul George steps up, and even if he's not shooting well, plays defense, and everybody knows Kawhi Leonard's really good at defense, this team, this team's going to muster it on into the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I mean, I think that game's, I think that matchup's going to be a dog fight. I mean, both teams obviously got a lot of heart. Clippers, yes, they have more talent. But Nuggets will not go down without a fight. And I do think they'll force a game seven. But I think Clippers are going to take it. So now this leads us to our Western Conference Finals between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers. The road to the finals is going through the Staples Center. Mm. 4-3 Lakers. Oh, okay, okay. Now this is probably going to be the matchup of the year. People are probably going to think this should be the NBA Finals. We're waiting for this. Everyone's waiting for this matchup. LeBron, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, Paul George. This is going to be a slugfest. I, I mean, I feel like the series is going to go back and forth. But I had the Lakers, you know, just because I just had faith in LeBron. I just don't think LeBron's a loser. He's, Let's be he's, real well, here. If he's in the playoffs. He's making a final Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, but like, also, let's be real here. During the regular season, the Clippers had us, right? But LeBron in the playoffs is a different LeBron than the regular season LeBron. I mean, just look at his stats when he won Cleveland the title. And this is a big part for LeBron's legacy. If he can get out of this loaded Western Conference... And, and win the finals? Mm-hmm. You can't say he this, sat in the Eastern Conference whole career. Yeah, I mean, this is a big boost for his legacy. And I feel like LeBron is, has that in his mindset, and especially with Kobe's death. You know, that, that's also a big mental part. He says he has to bring that's a him. to the Lakers now. After Kobe died, he has, he has that mentality where I have to do this. I have to do this for this city, mm-hmm. for Kobe. That, he has to do it, and I, I think that's why LeBron is. This game, this series will go to seven, but I know LeBron. That that mentality is going to get him to the. I to mean, I mean, yeah. What Kobe's, you know, what Kobe's death. I mean, rest in peace. That added more fuel to the fire for LeBron. LeBron was already determined to bounce back because people last year, even though he put up the best numbers statistically in his career, they still said he was a wash because he didn't take the Lakers to the playoffs. But he, so he's already determined there. He's already determined to come back and make playoffs and go for a championship run because of the doubters. Then Kobe's death adds fuel to the fire. 
LeBron in the playoffs with all that motivation behind him, all I'm saying is I wouldn't want to be facing him. And yes, I do agree with the Lakers winning in 4-3. And now let's go over to our weaker Eastern Conference. Yeah. With the, with the first round, we have the number one seed in Milwaukee Bucks going against the number eight seed in Orlando Magic. I have Milwaukee winning in a sweep here, 4-0. Not much to be said here. Giannis is going to dominate this series. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, no offense, Magic. I mean, I don't know the Magic. Magic might have an issue. They might give Giannis a little issue. They do got some big men than Vucevic and Mo Bamba. But, you know, at the end of the day, Bucks will win the series. Magic did it last year by sneaking a game. Uh, I think it was like a game or two in the, with the Raptors. I think it was a game. They've done it before. I think the Magic might get a game in. But I think, you know, Bucks still win. So 4-1 Bucks. All right, so that leads us to Miami, number four seed in Miami Heat versus number five seed Indiana Pacers. And I have Miami winning in a 4-1 set going to the Eastern Conference semifinals. Jimmy Butler, I feel like Jimmy Butler's determined more than ever. He's got his own team now. He is the leader in Miami. And with the Pacers, you know, Victor Oladipo is it's, it's just not what he was. He's not 100%. No, he's not 100%. After his, his ACL in, injury last year, I just don't see the Pacers. You know, they are a five seed, which is very surprising. Yeah, but like at the end of the day, with that Heat team and Oladipo not being at 100%, do we really think like, I, I just mean, don't think the Pacers really compete. Yeah, they may sneak one game in, but I really don't see them competing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think they'll probably get a game in. Maybe Miles Turner gets a double-double or something goes off, but, you know, 4-1 Heat. All right, that leads us to the number three seeded Boston Celtics versus the number six seeded Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers being really close seeded here is very surprising. You expect them to be at a four or at least maybe a five seed, but they they had a weird year. They did. And they still have a lot of talent. You know, they lost Jimmy Butler, and they still got Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Before you get into your, you know, who you think's going to win, I just want to say this about Philly. They need to fire Brett Brown. <laughs> Brett Brown's holding them back, I'm telling you. Yes, he's good at developing players, but he's not a head coach. It's been seen over the years. Yes, he's had bad Sixer teams. I get it. But he's had a good Sixers team for almost four years now. And they can't and they can't get to the freaking conference finals. If they make a coaching change, I'm telling you, Embiid and that team would be different. And also Ben Simmons needs to learn how to shoot. But at the end of the day, it all goes back to the coach. There's no way you have, especially last year, there's no way you have Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, JJ Redick, and you don't make, and you, like, you don't beat the Raptors. Like, don't get me wrong, the Raptors were a good, different team with Kawhi. But that was the one series where I was looking at the Raptors and I'm like, man, they're in trouble. And the Sixers had a broke. Yeah, and they, I mean, don't get me wrong, Kawhi had a lucky shot. I mean, especially after their, their big game. Was it game five or game six? I think it was game it five. It was in yeah. Philly. I think it was game six. Mm-hmm. 
they had all the momentum in the world to get the game seven. And like, then they, they let Don't get me wrong. Kawhi like, I get it. Kawhi, it. Kawhi wasn't open. It was a lucky shot. We get it. But the game should never have been that close in the first place. They let that game slip up. Don't get me wrong. Kawhi had a good game, but he wasn't like... Because Kyle Lowry played, you know... Kyle Lowry in the playoffs ain't that good. Let's be real here. Kawhi Leonard played good. But other than that, I mean, the team kind of just... I mean, they played all right. There's no way that Joel Embiid or whatever that game don't go off that game and win that series. That game should have not been that close, especially with the momentum that they had after that game six. I don't know. They just need to make a coaching change and then they'll turn into something. But done going off topic. What's the I have I have Boston winning 4-3. I feel like the Sixers are still competing. Mm-hmm. And they will force a game seven, but I just think you know, the Sixers are not going to be able to get over that hump this year. I just don't see it happening, especially with how talented the Celtics team is and the way they're playing. Celtics 4-3, they go on to the next round. I got I got Celtics as well, but I'm thinking 4-2. I don't think Sixers are going to get a game three, especially with how that locker room's been this year. That leads us to our final game in the Eastern Conference, round one. We have the number two-seeded Toronto Raptors versus the number seven Brooklyn Nets. I had the Raptors winning 4-2. I mean, Brooklyn, you know, not having Kyrie, not having Kevin Durant. Yeah, it's really, really just really Spencer Dinwiddie and DeAndre Jordan and Karis Vert. I just, I don't see that. They don't have enough star leadership here to to get them into the next round. I got 4-2. I got, I got Raptors uh, as well, but I got 4-1. I think... Nets are going to get a game just because, like, I think because Karis LeVert, I mean, and Spencer Dinwiddie, they've both been known as players that have them games where they just go off and you can't stop them. So I think in like game three, they can probably do that. But after that, Raptors going to bounce back and just win the series 4 1. All right. So that leads us to the second round with the Milwaukee Bucks going against the Miami Heat. I got Milwaukee 4 2. Even though Jimmy Butler and Miami Heat have been playing extremely well. I still see Giannis, you know, just still dominating this series and uh, moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, all right, so this is where this is where I'm going to go ahead and throw some people off guard here. I have the Miami Heat winning this series in seven games. Interesting. Here's Very why I think this. In the regular season when Miami played the Bucks. I believe it was twice they played him. In both games, Giannis scored less than 20 points. They have a defense to stop Giannis. They not necessarily stop him. They just need to contain him. If they can contain him, to, like you said, under 20 points, they have the series in the bag. Yes, I just, because... I just, I just don't think they can do it in seven games. I'm telling you, that Miami Heat team's different. And when I watched them play against the Bucks in the regular season, they played like it was a playoff game. And... Giannis looked confused. He had no idea what to do. Like, in the most recent game they played against him, I'm pretty sure he had, like, 11 points or something. Like, he didn't do anything at all, and they had him unlocked. And with that Milwaukee team, by putting pressure on Chris Milton or Brooke Lopez to just shoot the ball and eventually win, you're not going to win that way because, don't get me wrong, they're good players, but they're not by any means a first option. So I think the Miami Heat, with their gritty defense and just, you know, 
young, electrifying offense. They're going to win that series 4-3. All right, so now we have to the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. I have the Celtics winning 4-3, taking this game to 7. Toronto, you know, obviously, Nick Nurse definitely having a very, very well-coached team here. You know, Pascal Siakam being a star, Kyle Lowry still having that, that championship veteran leadership in him. But I don't, I just don't think they have that that star player that they had. Kawhi. They don't have that it factor. Yeah, they don't have that Kawhi Leonard that they need. They don't have that anymore. And I just don't think that's going to be enough with you know the way Jason Tatum is playing and the way Kemba Walker, when he comes back, starts playing well. I mean, it, you know, especially with how the league is now where it's very, you know, small ball, guard-dominated league. I don't think Pascal Siakam will, can, can carry him through that series, me personally. I don't think it's possible. I think he could, you know, take – like I said, I do believe they'll force a game seven. But Celtics, at the end of the day, they're just – they got more depth. They're just – and they just got – they got them two just certified buckets and Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker, and I got Celtics winning in seven. All right, so that leads us to the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, we have two different Eastern Conference Finals matchups here. I have the Milwaukee Bucks going against the Boston Celtics. You mm-hmm. have the Miami Heat going against the Boston Celtics. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and Do like this, we'll debate on each other's series. Yeah. I'm going to start off with mine. I have Boston winning this 4-2. Oh, so you even got the Bucks making the finals. I don't have the Bucks going to the finals. I just don't think they can get over that hump mentally. They don't have that other player. That's what I've been saying. Yes, Giannis is a god, but Giannis can't do it by himself all the time. And and Giannis is, everyone says how good Giannis is, but Giannis is still pretty young. Yeah, I mean, to me. Giannis hasn't developed that that consistent three-pointer yet. And once he averages, the Raptors beat him last year. Man, once he's able to shoot that ball, I'm I would not want to. It's game over. Yeah, it's game over. It really is. But yeah, I mean, like you said last year. Let me let me take you through this Raptors series last year. The Raptors went down 2-0. Mm-hmm. The series started in Milwaukee. They get back to Toronto. They stopped Giannis Antetokounmpo. They they double teamed. They even triple teamed him at some point. Sometimes they had four people sitting inside the three point line. Yeah, made they're making they're putting man, pressure on Giannis one on one, but having that help sit back and Giannis could not do anything. And I think that's why the you think the Miami Heat will win because they'll they'll have that same strategy. Yeah, and even when Giannis does drive in, Bam Adebayo is a per, per premier rim protector he's very good at look he's he may not get all the blocks but when it comes to contesting shots in the paint and making it difficult to score he's the guy for it and that you know that's also a reason why i think they'll stop Giannis. but like you were saying now we're gonna have you know Giannis onto the kumbo fans and milwaukee fans coming ahead you know Giannis is a star you know Giannis can shoot that three-pointer now but that three-pointer is not consistent yet. It is not an elite three-point shooter yet. Until he gets that, which I feel like he's going to get it. He's going to be a consistent three-point shooter later in his career, and that's going to develop him into an NBA champion, but not right now. And I think that's why, you know, Boston does the same thing Toronto does, 4-2. Boston's on to the extra So, all right, so you, 4-2. You don't think the Bucs could force a Game 7, though? 
No, I feel like that, you know, once Boston kind of, you know, gets in that groove and they find out how to stop Giannis and figure out that, hey, you know, as long as we, we give him his space at the perimeter, you know, he's going to knock a couple threes down. Eventually, um, yeah, he's going to knock them down, but he's not going to make enough. He's not going to shoot 50% from three. Yeah, so I feel like that's why Boston 4-2. We're on, to, we're on to the NBA Finals. I mean, all right. I mean, so, like I said, mine's a little different. I got Heat and Celtics. Now, this series is going to be a dog fight, I'm telling you. This is going to be one of the best series in the NBA playoffs. I have the Miami Heat winning in seven games. Wow, you're going with the Cinderella story. I'm telling you, man. Watching this Miami Heat team, they have the answers. Eric Spolster knows what he's doing. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. I'm telling you, this man knows how to coach a team, and he knows how to coach them right. And not only will this be a good series, but it's a good coaching battle. Brad Stevens versus Eric Spolster. But Eric Spolster, at the end of the day, more experience, and he just he knows how to run that defense. That coaching staff knows how to play defense. And they answer all their offense with fast break buckets and just three-pointers kick out. I mean, I'm telling you, this Miami Heat team will be able to stop Jason Tatum. I don't think they'll stop him every game, though. That's why I have seven games. Tatum's going to go off two or three games. He will. So will. And it will be either him or Kemba. But at the end of the day, I think Jimmy Butler is going to – He's going. I'm telling you, Jimmy Butler's on a mission. Because he's been getting a lot of bad rap, you know, saying that, you know, you can't have this guy on your team. He's going to destroy your team. You know, he's he don't have good teammate chemistry with anybody and this and that. But I'm telling you, this year he's on a mission and he's on to prove a mission. He's on a mission to prove everybody wrong. And me personally, that Celtics team, they're good. Don't get me wrong. They're good. But I, I don't see that same drive in them. Like. I get it. The Celtics are usually a team that don't show that, but like watching them play and just having, you know, the injury bug always float around them. I don't, I don't think it'll happen. I mean, and other than Jason Tatum and Kemba, I mean, what, you know, what's really going on here? I mean, Gordon Hayward, he's still not a hundred percent. It looks like, I mean, and you know, and his cancer. I mean, I don't really think he's a huge threat to Bam Adebayo. I'm telling you, I think at the end of the day, Pat Riley says it best. Defense wins championships. And I think Miami Heat are going to be a case of that. So I got Miami on their way to the NBA Finals against the LA Lakers. All right. So, again, we have two separate opinions on here on the NBA Finals. I have the LA Lakers going against the Boston Celtics. You know, old school. Yeah, man, I miss them days. Championships in the league. I miss them days. Those are good is, days. This is bringing back memories. Memory lane. I have the Lakers winning four two. Mm, okay. I just think that LeBron is going to be too much for the Celtics. LeBron and AD, that connection, and the way that the Lakers are playing with the depth and the chemistry they have, I just think it's just going to be too much. I think the Celtics, you know, Kemba. And Jason Tatum will will go off two games, but I really just don't think. I just think the Lakers and LeBron's drive and will right now is on a, at a all time high. The Lakers are winning the championship this year. 
Yeah, I mean, they're just on a different level. And I don't think the Celtics could maintain to keep up with them all for seven games. So I, I, I agree with what you said. But I have a different series. I have the Miami Heat versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, before I go into who I think is going to win, this is, you know, it's rare. I get it. Not a lot of people think this would happen. But, I, you know, I saw the potential in the Heat to do this, and I still think they could have done it. But I don't think that gritty defense is going to work the entire finals. So I have the Lakers beating the Miami Heat 4-1 to one in the NBA finals. Now, here's why I think the Miami Heat's only going to get one game. Yes, the Miami Heat have that gritty defense. But when you look at the size and the depth of the Lakers... It's different. Yes, Bam Adebayo, like I said, he's good at contesting shots, but he's like 6'9", 6'10". Do we really think he's going to be able to keep up with AD, Dwight Howard, and JaVale McGee for all seven games? Plus LeBron. Yeah, and LeBron driving in and be able to contest lobs. Now, that's a tough task to manage. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Eric Spoelstra could come up with a game plan. So, you know, it might be 4-2, to two, but I think 4-1. to one is what's going to happen and i think lakers at the end of the day they're just too dominant man and they're on a different mission lakers gonna win the finals 4-1 all right but i mean yeah i mean i mean i think that would have been a great playoff picture if you know this did happen and, and i think the playoffs is gonna if we do get back to you know normal life and you know, say Adam Silver says, "Hey, we're just gonna jump right in. We're gonna finish the season." Which I maybe think they even should. If they shorten. I feel like they should shorten the playoffs this year. You know, maybe, maybe not seven, maybe five games. Yeah. You know, until the finals. Because, like, I mean, like, look at the standings. I mean, okay, so the Magic are the eighth seed, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the Wizards are right behind them, but they're twenty-four and forty. Do we really think the Wizards are gonna take an eighth seed from the Magic? Not really. And then if you go to the Western Conference. I mean, other than the Grizzlies and Trailblazers fighting for the A spot, there's really no competition. So I don't really, you know, like there's not really any hope there for this bracket to even change because, I mean, the Pelicans ain't going to make the playoffs and neither is the Kings. I feel like, so I feel like they should just jump right in. I feel like they should short, like the first round should be shortened to maybe like three games. Yeah, because let's five. be real here. Other than like the fourth and fifth seeds going at it, they're, none of the games are going to be really close. Yeah, so that I had, and I feel like they should just shorten up the the first and second round and then maybe, you know, the, the conference finals and then the NBA finals be seven games. I don't know. I guess we'll get there to that bridge when we cross I mean, it but yeah. I feel like that you know Adam Silver should just let him jump right into the, se- the season you know probably mid-July August we don't know when this when this is all coming back but I say I think they'll come back around like mid-July August I feel like they can get but the problem is they're gonna have to get through a playoffs see but like you can't just then jump you straight get the, right their in their off season is gonna be two months and then they're right back at it like you can't, you can't just make them jump right back into playoffs. They gotta have like a training camp or something because these players, they've been, they've been just as isolated as us. 
So they're going to be rusty. And I think they need to have like two weeks to get back in routine and be like, all right, we're good to go now. Like, you got to give them some time to go. Because at the end of the day, yes, they're freak freak of athletes. We're all human. If you step away from something for a while, you're not going to be the same. So before I, before we end this, Nathan, I have this, and this will change in the NBA playoffs. Okay. Say that Adam Silver, we jump in to the NBA playoffs, and it's like March Madness. We only have one game elimination. Mm. Single game. How how much does that change the game at that point? Well, it changes it a lot. Because Especially... now you're fighting. It's not like you can lose one game. Okay, we can bounce back. We got we got six other games to play. Now it's one done. You lose and go home. And, that, and that's where the underdog stories come in. I feel like the playoffs will be fun like that, just for one year. Just because of all this crazy mess. You throw in single game elimination. Yeah. That, that March Madness type feel. Don't get me wrong. It does sound like it'd be fun. But maybe... Alright, so like a couple years ago when there was like super... You know, the super team of stuff. Yes. But now that it, the NBA is back at a balance, I don't know. The the two there's two teams that are just too. You don't want to see them go in one game. You want to see them, you know, at least go for five. So I think you know the five game thing, like you said, sure. But I don't know about the March Madness one. At least not in this year's. Now a couple years ago, yeah. Because I mean, let's be real here. Warriors were going to win. I mean, the only problem with. With, with the whole ser- with having an actual series is that you know we're not really going to be back until this, if the season even continues it's not going to be until until summertime probably mid-summertime mm-hmm. and it's going to be less and it's going to in the playoffs it's going to take a while it's going to take at least a month yeah and it's, and I feel like the players are not going to have enough time to have an off-season so that's why I feel like that that single game series it would be maybe like two weeks and this this would be all over. I mean with. I think I think it's up in the air. I mean don't get me wrong, I'm sure they probably thought of it before, but me personally, yeah, it would be fun to watch. But I'd rather watch a series just because the team is just too balanced. I, and I want them to have a series, but I think the only problem with this is in the in the NBA, the players won't have enough time over. off. They're, they're gonna want their time off, and I feel like just because just how crazy this coronavirus pandemic has been, that they're gonna they're gonna they might just have to go to this. But I'd rather have this than no, no basketball at all. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, I feel you on that. I mean, as you know, me and you who love sports so much, we just want it back. But I mean, you know, I think they've already had you know long enough time off to do a whole series i mean they'll still get what a couple months off if they did the yeah. whole series so if you look at it it's like five months it basically adds up to an off season so i mean and like let's be real here in the nba off season other than free agency in the draft nothing happens other than just training camps so like they'll be doing what they usually do anyway so i think they could just run the series but you know that's not our decision the at the end of the day. Come back to what the end of October. So say they end at like the end of July, mm-hmm. beginning of August. You know, they'll have the end of August, September, and in beginning of October. So they have roughly around three months. Yeah, I mean, I think that's plenty of time. But 
at the end of the day, it's not up to us. It's up to, you know, the commissioner and what Adam Silver, you know, should do. And, you know, I believe, I believe in Silver. He's, he's done really good as commissioner. So I got faith in Silver. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, we will. But uh, that's going to go ahead and wrap up the podcast today. Uh, you know, we just wanted to see what what in our, you know, vision we think the playoffs will look like. So, um, yeah, if you guys, you know, want to comment on what we said or have any opinions on it, go ahead. Leave it. We'll read it. And uh, this has been the Next Up Podcast, guys. We'll talk to you later.